I know I need to size up with you. And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing it with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome in to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, along with Devin. Devin, it's been a long break, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You know, yes, it has been a long break, but we had a lot of stuff going on. I think you got sick. I was on vacation. <laughs> yeah, we, we we attempted to record a podcast. I had oh, no yeah. voice whatsoever. I mean, we yeah. still got maybe... Do you still have that recording of me? No, it, it's gone. It's like oh, it okay. never happened, man. All right, well, that good. <laughs> There's no evidence of that then, but um, yeah, just the voice was gone, and then yeah, just life stuff happened, so you know, it was it's a, it's been a little bit of a layoff, but we're back. Uh, we're going to be breaking down what happened uh, the week of Raw Reunion, um, then the SmackDown after that. Uh, we're going to talk about this week's NXT that just happened yesterday, a couple of news yes, yes, elements yes. from uh, AEW, and uh, you know, I, and basically we're just going to start right with that and talk about some news and notes here and, and what's been going on. Uh, behind the scenes so AEW just uh, announced the other day that they are going to be debuting on TNT on October 2nd um, which is a Wednesday so uh, uh, AEW will be on Wednesdays uh, will be on TNT on Wednesdays um, I didn't catch a time in that announcement I don't know I'm guessing it'll probably be like 7 be o'clock, prime, o'clock. It had to, right it had to be it's a prime, prime time, time for sure yeah um, but yeah it's going to be on Wednesdays and along with that, well, I guess before we get into the the other part of that, um, any thoughts uh, briefly on on AEW just announcing that? Uh, I think it's great. I, I thought they might want to go on a Tuesday, but Wednesday, okay. I guess they're are willing to take on a competition for NXT. Yeah, I guess their thought process there is that you know it's it's they may not want to go right up against the WWE right off the bat, you know, like. Pick a day that I mean it's it's you got Raw on Monday you know you got uh, SmackDown on Tuesday so Wednesday against NXT they're probably thinking ah you know and NXT at this point is still on the network so you know it, it's it's maybe a little bit safer of a spot for them they're probably mm-hmm. thinking but now the other side of this news is that there's been rumors that Vince is going to try to work with Fox to get NXT on FS1 on Wednesdays. So instead of it just being on the network, it would actually be on cable, um, which is exciting for sure. You know, for for NXT, I think it's great for those superstars to get a wider audience because right now the only way that people can see them is if they have the network. You know, so if if you're just a casual fan, you're flipping channels, you pass FS1, you may get a surprise, you know, come October when you see wrestling on uh, on FS1 and it's NXT. So I see Adam Cole, baby. Man, I mean, that, it's just going to be great for all those NXT superstars, I think. And and personally, you know, 
I, I'm of the mindset that if they're both going on live at the same time as is right now, I'm choosing mm-hmm. NXT over AEW. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think NXT will go up to two hours then? If they're going to go... That's what I've been hearing. Route? Yeah, okay. yeah. The different reports are saying that they're probably going to be a two-hour show. Um, now, the other side, another aspect of this whole thing is if they do make this move, there's a rumor that Vince is going to take more of a hands-on approach with NXT. Um, that scared me a little bit because that, yeah, that's you know that's horrific right there. Yeah, because NXT is great right now. You know they you got Triple H, you got William Regal running it. You know the mm-hmm. team that they have, the writing staff that they have is doing a phenomenal job with NXT. My hope would be they just keep it to that, right? Keep the guys who are actually because the people that watch it, the fans of NXT right now, enjoy the product as it is. I get it. You're gonna be hitting a wider audience, but give this a chance first. Don't just jump right it right in. And try to change it, you know, right. before seeing what this would be like, you know, just uh, just moving it to FS1. Exactly. But, just test the waters first, see yeah. how it goes. And then if you need to make subtle changes, then make subtle changes. That, now, yeah. I, I don't want to see drastic changes. I don't want to see Valentine come out and be called the Valentine Experience. Anything yeah, like no. that, like you said, you know, in a couple of podcasts ago. <laughs> I, I, I do not want to see that at all. No, no, I don't. I don't. I, I really want them to just... I mean, if they literally just ported over NXT from the network over to FS1 and even kept it in our show and did the exact same thing that they're doing right now, I would be happy. I would. You know, be- yeah, I would. I would. Because, you know, what? It, it would be smart to be for one hour because it's the casual friend that's something new. Yeah. You want to be. You don't want to see something new for two hours that you. The attention span is just not that high. Exactly, right now, man. You know, exactly. Like YouTube I, I might clips, drink. memes, you know, like everything like yeah. that is real short. You consume yeah. things on a short level, like that small, you know, sample sizes. So to extend it to two hours with something that with superstars that people have not really seen before, it's just it's, it's a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. I think the the smart play would probably just stick with the one hour. And like I said, man, just test the waters and just see, you know, how it does in, in, in that type of audience now. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I mean, the Wednesday Night Wars, I guess, is what we're going to have going on, you know, for a little <laughs> bit for a little bit of time. So I am excited for that. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be watching both. But live, Same I think here. right now, my mindset is I would be watching NXT first because that's my favorite show. You know, of, of anything going on in wrestling right now, NXT is the thing that I have the most, the show that I have the most fun with. So definitely be NXT first for me. And then I'll catch AEW on like a, you know, I'll have a DVR or something like that. Unless something major is going on. Yeah, like I got to watch. I got to click over or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I yeah. think the only time I did that was back in the day uh, when Hulk Hogan went heel and... I, I, and I, could basically every time Raw went off or went on through a commercial, I would immediately switch to WCWC was going on. I remember seeing Hulk Hogan go in, and I was on there. And I think I stopped watching Raw for the rest of the night because this was just something I never seen before, man. Yeah. So if it's something newsworthy like that, then yeah. But other than that, you know, I'll just keep it with NXT. Same here. Same here. So that's interesting news. Um, some other news is uh, they on different sites they've been kind of releasing some statements from Vince McMahon from this uh, uh, WWE's quarter two earnings call where he talked about a couple things and a couple one of the first thing I'm going to talk about is what he said about uh, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff being hired on as the executive directors of both Raw and SmackDown. Um, I thought it was it was a little bit interesting because what I was looking for in it was would Vince say. Hey, you know, these two guys are running the show. 
they have, you know, free reign, you know, I'm not going to, it's going to be them like actually molding the stories or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got a little bit of that, but basically, you know, he went through it a little bit and and, uh, I'll just take a quote from there. He said, uh, one of the things that we've done is hire two executive directors, one for Raw, one for SmackDown. And in doing so, it allows me to look at a long, longer range story. So our, our the long range story, our standpoint, and also spend more time on talent development and not get in the weeds as much as I had to in the past. That is really, really good. A good thing for a, for long term as well as short term. Actually, we've seen a big result already. Uh, then later he would say that the executive directors would have a lot of latitude. Um, so. Sounds like, you know, Vince is excited from a standpoint that it allows him to kind of take a step back and see the bigger picture while Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are handling like the day to day and, you know, being in that guerrilla position and, yeah. you know, really handling the specifics and, t- and uh, you know, hands on with each of the individual shows. Um, so my hope and I think our hope it really has just been that with Heyman and with Bischoff there that. You know, certain things that we were upset about, you know, certain superstars not showing up, you know, the Shinsuke's, the Ballers, the uh, I mean, Bray Wyatt was hot for a while and then hadn't shown up for a while, too. So that was kind of weird. Just certain things would would be, you know, addressed. Um, So do you have any thoughts on that on like what Vince is saying or in general? Um, Now, my question is, you know, he he said, you know, he's excited to take a step back. But will he be able to take a step back or can he take a step back? You know, or, or will, he, will he be just too antsy? Like, oh, I got to step in. I got to get in. They're not doing it how, how I will, would do it. Or, you know, or will he just, you know, give it time to breathe and, and look at the bigger picture? You know, like he said on the earnings call. Yeah, I think this is this is his baby, right? Like, you know, especially Raw specifically, but WWE is his baby. So I think he's never going to really be able to take a step, a full step back. You know, he's always going to be, as long as he's around, he's always going to be in the mix to certain, a certain degree. Yeah. What I like about this is he's kind of acknowledging that he's got a lot of uh, stuff going on for himself and he needs help. So I like that idea that he's actually going out and trying to get assistance from guys who have a lot of experience in it. They've yes. been successful. They've had failures, but they've been successful. Yeah. And you they know, were, they was his competitors at one time. They were both his competitors. Yeah. So that it, it shows a lot of respect. And you know, I am of, I respect. I too personally respect both of those guys and what they did with ECW and uh, WCW, respective, respectful, respectively. So um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And like to your point, like how much he'll actually be able to take a step back. I mean, we'll see in the in the weeks to yeah. come, in the months to come. You know what these shows look like. I feel like with Paul Heyman, we felt it right away. I feel like with Bischoff, well, the truth with Bischoff is that he actually wasn't a part of the show until just this last SmackDown. Um, you know, he just hadn't been able to to get involved in it yet. So that was that report that came out yeah. that his well, they, first. They were ahead. saying that he was still trying. He was still in the transition of moving his family to Connecticut. You know, right. which is basically the headquarters of WWE. So he was in the transition doing dealing with that. Yep. You know, so that's why he haven't had time to, you know, and get his hands in uh, and, you know, roll up his sleeves to handle SmackDown, you know, except for this week. Right. Which, I mean, that's understandable. Like, yeah. you know, you, you he's got to take care of what he's got to take care of. So now he's in there. He's going to get a chance to, you know, start to put his stamp on things. So we'll see. You know, we can't really judge, you know, his tenure yet. Um, with Paul Heyman, I felt like 
right off the bat, you know, we we noticed it was like, ooh, okay, like, yeah. you know, this is Paul Heyman's footprint. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. And, and what was also kind of cool, well, we'll get into it with the um, with Raw a little bit, but they both have mentioned on TV that you know their respective. They've teased being being in charge of Raw and SmackDown respect, respectively. So I'm excited about that because, like, Paul, there was a moment where he said, well, you know, I, I kind of got some stroke around right, here now. Right. Or I'm the guy with all the stroke. And I'm like, oh, that was cool. And then uh, Bischoff, you know, was mentioning SmackDown a little bit, like, you know, with us on SmackDown. I was like, ooh, okay. Like, it would be nice to see that happen more and for them to even have some on-screen time to kind of show their power kind of like in a william regal role almost yeah you know i feel yeah. like that would be real cool like the show mm-hmm. could really benefit from that I, I think it will too and you know i'm excited for more on the smackdown side for eric bischoff to see what he can i, I just want to see something different from raw because these last few weeks it's, it just seems like you know even before the announcement you know for uh eric bischoff and paul Heyman, it just seems raw and smackdown was just blended together yeah. And there was just no differences between the two shows like before. So yep. now I, I want to see a, some differences between the two shows, between the two brands, and just kind of separate. I don't want to see Roman on, on Raw anymore. I want him yeah. to just be exclusive to SmackDown. To SmackDown, right? Just to yeah. get rid of that rule. Make that, it special again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, the last thing from that call that I thought was kind of interesting was um, Vince talked about the whole idea of being edgier. Um, that they're showing edgier content now. Uh, a couple things I pulled out. Um, he said, we're going to be a little bit edgier, but still remain in the PG environment. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And he said, we're not going to be, we're not going back to the bold attitude era and we're not going to do blood and guts and things of that nature, such as such as being done on perhaps a new potential competitor, which is kind of, <laughs> I mean, he's hinting at AEW, yep. or we're just not going to go back to that gore, to the that gory stuff. That we graduated from. Um, he later oh, wow. would, yeah, and then he later would talk about AEW and like the violence that they've had. And he's saying we're hoping that to the extent that they are competition, they don't continue with blood, guts, and gory things that they have been doing, which would be bad. I can't imagine, and I can't speak for TNT, but I can't imagine that they would put up with that. So that that I thought was interesting. First, he didn't actually say AEW anywhere in this call he didn't mention them by name but he talked to he said potential competitor that was like the closest he got yeah, he to was alluding to you know he was we know what he's talking about exactly yeah. um so i thought it was interesting one that he mentioned not being you know the attitude era but then some of the things we've seen on tv you know has kind of felt like they're they were going towards the attitude era yeah with uh like kofi throwing over the middle finger and a lot of more cursing has been happening now that's, that's not pg that's pg 13 that, absolutely absolutely so that felt a little bit confusing there when do you ever see a middle finger in a pg movie you right exactly <laughs> i mean i think like by by rule you're allowed to say the f word one time i think in a in a PG thirteen, PG thirteen yep. movie, right? Yep, it is in one PG, time, and that's it. Yeah, PG. I don't think they let you do anything like that. It'll you say, be, I think you say "damn" in PG. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's damn. Probably the extent of it. That's it, though. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Vince may want to kind of look at that a little bit. Because he might backtrack on that. I, he I might. Believe. He might. Yeah. The blood yeah. and guts part I thought was interesting because yeah, that was a direct shot at at uh, EW and like you know the chair shot to Cody Rhodes that he took, the where he got bloodied. 
you know, with the um, gimmick chair botch thing that happened with uh, Spears and uh, the the Dusty uh, Cody match that they had a double or nothing where you know Dusty was a Cody or Dustin was a, a bloody mess. So, which we both remarked that we thought it added so much to that yeah, match it did. It to did, have man. that element to it. You know, I feel like if it's used right, you yes. know, blood actually does add a dramatic element that can help, you know, make it feel all that more yeah, special, man. you know. So sometimes I, it, it just sometimes it's just that 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 cherry on top to complete the story. Right. Right. Exactly. So I don't have an issue with it as long as it's done in the right way, as long as it's just not done like blood for just blood's sake. You know, it shouldn't be like every match someone's getting busted open because then it doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and if they kept it to pay-per-views, I think that'd be fine versus doing it on TNT. Because I think the one one point that kind of does make sense here is on TNT, you're trying to, you know, get a wider audience. You know, you would love to have, say, families be a part of it to get, you know, more butts and seats, more eyeballs there. You know, and if you the more graphic you make it, then you may start to lose some people. But then again, they've been positioning themselves as the, as the alternative to WWE. So yeah. this and could then- also be... Go ahead. I'm saying, and then like TNT, the the companies within itself. I, I don't when I watch TNT, I don't think of a family network. Mm. Just on, just with their brand, it says it's all about drama. Yeah, you know, even some of their movies, they let some stuff just go, man. Just so slip by, yeah, e- sure. exactly. So, I, you know, for for McMahon to talk about that, I, I, I don't know, man. I think that's where AEW can rise and actually, you know, rise to the occasion. And give WWE a run for its money in that category. Yeah, I mean they're they're the alternative, you know. And so I think what they're doing is saying, look, WWE has the families, they have the kids, they're the mm-hmm. PG show. They can do that. They do that well. Let let them have that. What we're gonna do over here with AEW was appeal to the more adult audience that wants that more hardcore type of of style. You know, just just that more adult, that more mature style. Um, and yeah, there'll be teenagers that are going to love that. I mean, I've been watching, you know, since I was, you know, a, a teenager, basically like hardcore, yeah. uh, the, the, and loving that kind of wrestling, like, like the ECW stuff and, you know, the hardcore matches you would get in WCW and in, in WWF at the time. So same here, um, like during the, I say the golden days of, of wrestling, like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, like when I was like seven, eight years old, I was just, I wasn't really into heavily into wrestling back then. Like I would watch it here and there. Yeah, but I didn't get started heavily until like what uh, 96, 97, yeah. Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the, yeah, right in the yeah. thick of it. Ex- know, exactly, man. And, some and, of the at that time, I'm, I'm yeah. and around that age, I'm 12, 13 years old. So I'm a teenager. And that what it appeals to me, man. It was something that's real that, that to me, to me, I thought at the time that was real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The The one that really, I mean. You know, ECW was really just kind of like eye-opening for me when I first got my eyes on that. Just like the, the hardcore wrestling to that extent, I was like nervous watching ECW matches. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think that's that's it's kind of nice, like having that alternative to what they were doing. Even on WWF at the time, I thought, gosh, this ECW, man, they're crazy. They're nuts over there. Like, what yeah, are they, they doing? Are. Just like barbed wire and flaming tables and stuff like that. So... Um, I just think it's it's good for us to have both, right? Yeah. You can have WWE can be like tread that line and sometimes be edgy, but then still try to get the families. And um, AEW can be more focused, 
on you know that more adult um, audience, that more mature content. I think it's a good balance. And for the adult audience, I think a, uh, WWE might need to watch out because AEW is is they are not afraid to to take that step to to cross that 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 line of you know yeah. blood and guts and push the limits, push the limits of it. You know what I'm saying? So that's something where WWE might have a hard time competing if. You know, a vast majority of the the adult audience wants that, and they're not willing to do that. Then they're going to see a decline for sure. Yeah, in that, especially in that if they're trying to, especially if they're trying to, you're right, like you said, especially if trying to target that teen audience. Yeah, you know, because right now, you know, it, it's not attractive to the teen right. audience. AEW is. It, they are. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like like so, you said back in the day, man. With ECW, I remember, mm-hmm. like you know, the RVD, whole, you know, RVD, just, Sabu, and yep. Just, I, I remember, like, yeah. I remember coming on. He used to be coming on real late, 12, 1 30 yep. in the morning, looking yep. like an infomercial. Because <laughs> sometimes they had a phone number yes, right yes. there at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how low budget it was. Yep. So, so. The impact it, players, New yes, Jack, you know, yes. like oh Sandman, just, just Dudley crazy Boys, stuff yeah. they would do. Yeah, Dudley Boys. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was it was intense, man, and I loved it. I loved it. That yeah. really like shook. It, it 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 was a whole new world, basically, of, of just wrestling, like what was possible and yeah. and what entertainment looked like. So yeah, they they it's gonna be interesting to see. I think AEW just needs to do their own thing and and be the alternative. That's yep. the way they win yep. for sure. Not trying to play WWE's game. Exactly. Don't even try to you know get in their world and like oh let's try to go after fam. Just do just stick to your guns. Exactly. Right. Just trust your format. Just trust your formula. Yep. Yep. All right. So that's going to do it for the news and notes section. So we're going to get into Raw and SmackDown, basically, and kind of, you know, take a a broad look at at both shows, starting with Raw. Um, Raw this week was the Raw reunion. They brought a lot of the legends back uh, to kind of help. Well, one, if we're being real about it, it's about building up the ratings, right? Like, yep. you know, the ratings have been kind of down, you know, attendance was kind of like low and, you know, basically WWE trying to do whatever they can to try to appeal to the audiences. So if it means bringing back some of the names that people know, some of those big names from back in the day, like a Stone Cold, like a Shawn Michaels, you know, bringing back DX, yeah. um, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Booker T, you know, just for an appearance, just to show their faces. They they're gonna they're gonna do it, and that's what this was basically. It was kind of just like a road down uh, a nostalgia uh, to see like all these guys back. Um, I always have mixed feelings with stuff like this. On one hand, it's I, I love seeing these faces, especially with this. I think Stone Cold was the one that I probably marked out for the most. In RVD, I, I think yep. like those two. I was like, oh man, like it, it's, it's them. <laughs> you know, like it's it's just so fun to see them. Um, especially Stone Cold in this because he had that yeah. whole segment at the end. Oh yeah, and- he still the way he came out. He's man, I'm like, dude, he looks super pissed off. Like he's yeah. the same. Like, like he-, he could go right now, man. Exactly. And just, just- Literally take that stack of dimes everyone calls a neck and drop them right on it, like he was saying. Oh man, yeah, it was it was fun, man. Just just him and his promo work too. He just hasn't lost a beat. Like nah, you know, he hasn't. still cuts one of the best promos. Period. Yeah. He was talking about a, a meal that he was putting together. You know, he was naming off like different food uh, parts of food and stuff like that. And it was just the crowd was eating it up, man. They were like cheering and saying what, you know, and just yeah. loving it, just, and laughing, just, just going along for the ride, man. Yeah, because yeah. like so Stone was, Cold is is like my 
uh, all-time favorite wrestler. All right, uh, you know, obviously everybody know doing this. If you listen to the podcast, AJ is my favorite active wrestler for yeah. all time. Stone Cold, who I fell in love with. You know, the whole demeanor, the whole blue collar attitude, just don't give a damn about anybody, man. The whole, you know, blurring the lines between good and evil. Uh, he, he the one that actually just captivated me getting to more into wrestling, man. I need to know more about Stone Cold or Kane or Undertaker, all these other wrestlers, man. So when, when I saw him, man, I, I just had flashbacks just back to my childhood, man. Just him just going through that promo like he just never lost a beat, man. So it was just good. Just a great feeling. And the way he was just talking about the wrestlers, too, man. Just like they was his brothers and sisters, man. It all felt genuine and good. Yeah, for me, you know, the the trinity of wrestling for me, you know, because like in, in comic books, you've got like for Marvel, the trinity is you got... Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. In DC, mm -hmm. it's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Yep. For me, you know, the Trinity's been Stone Cold, The Rock, and Triple H. Mm -hmm. Like, those guys, for me, coming up, like, I just was was always a, a big fan of all three of those guys. Um, and it's always hard for me to pick a top one out of those three because I respect them so much. I mean, if I had to, you you know, just saying, who's your favorite? You know, it, it's it's The Rock usually, you know, is okay. the, the name that I'll pull up, which that was the one disappointing thing for this show. Yeah. That somehow, some way, they couldn't get The Rock on there. Like, if somehow during Stone Cold's promo, if The Rock would have showed up, oh, that would have just, I would have lost it. It would have solidified that night. Seriously. Like, <laughs> it just, that was the one thing I felt was missing on there. But I still enjoyed it, man. And, yeah, Stone Cold is, like I said, he's a part of that trend. He's part of that Mount Rushmore of wrestling for me, for sure. Um, so I enjoyed it. And just seeing him, like you said, he just still looked great and was just, just doing awesome. Um, the show on a whole, there were a couple of things that happened that did kind of progress storylines that we'll talk about. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, just to just to get right to it, was um, the Mick Foley segment. Ah, so let's talk Mick about Fo that. Yeah, Mick Foley comes out. You know, he says, you know, hey, you know, he does his cheap sp cheap pop to Tampa, you know, to to get them to to, to clap or whatever. And then uh, he starts to talk about, you know, they let him pick his favorite moment as that's happening. You know, the twenty four seven championship. Uh, Drake Maverick is running uh, through the through the uh, crowd, and they cross into the ring. And Mick Foley's like, "I'm gonna get my hands on that on one day." And he runs past him, and like the whole like train of wrestlers that are trying to get Drake Maverick go to the back. So I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And then he gets back to what he was saying. He's like, "So they let me pick my favorite moment, and it was the moment where he had won the WWE Championship on Raw." And so you know, he's like, "Yeah, this was a great moment." Blah blah. blah. And then all of a sudden. You know, the, the lights go down. Um, it's like, you know, uh, technical difficulties are happening in the, in the arena. And we saw this before uh, in the previous week of Raw with Finn Balor. So we all kind of know by now what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, you know, when the, li the lights completely go out, then they start flashing. And you see Bray Wyatt as the fiend just kind of like looking at the camera, his hands up by his face. And just like showing the, I forget what it says on his hands. Couldn't really read it at the time, but you know he's he's just like there, like just be looking evil and just crazy as all hell. And so then he looks to Mick Foley and he gives him the mandible call, oh claw, my God. which I like. Oh my God! If anyone could see my face when that was happening, yeah, I was disturbed. Mouth yes. dropped. It was like one of the most WTF. disturbing <laughs> sights. That you see, and because you, I felt 
concerned for Mick Foley. Like, he got me. I was like, Mick Foley's about to, about to die right here in the ring. Right, this, like, the Fiend is about to kill him right yeah. now. Like, what is happening? You know, like, he's an old man. Let him up. Like, leave him alone. Somebody get in there and help him. Like, what's going on? And then you didn't you didn't expect to have, because you already know the, you know, the medical history with, with Mick Foley. So, you know, he's not going to take any bumps, anything. Yeah. So, when you saw the Fiend just surprise him, attack, gave him with his own mandible claw. With the mandible claw. Which Man. I hope he uses that. I hope he takes the mandible claw as his own thing because that looks devastating as a submission from him, from yeah. the Fiend. Like, I, no way do I want to be in that situation with that dude standing over me, you know, with that mandible mask. claw. Yeah. And that mask on, no, it just visually that looks terrifying. crazy, man. It looks, yeah, it looks more oh. terrifying than when mankind used to do it back in the day. Yes, yes. So I love that. I love that. I thought it was great for Bray. Kudos to Mick Foley for putting over Bray like that. Yeah, Bray needs it. Yes. You know, the week before it was Finn Balor. Now this week it was Mick. So I'm hoping that they keep this going and continue to put over Bray and this fiend character. They've got something here, man. They like do. it, it's just they it do. is terrifying and it works. And kudos, I, just, I want kudos more of it. to Bray, man, to figure yes. that out and, let, and, and you know and having the balls to say like, hey, I, I, this is my idea. I, this is what I want to do with my character. Yep. And and if it don't work, it don't work. Yep. You know, and man, thank God they just let him do it, do his thing with that, man. Exactly. So that was an awesome moment. Um, now I briefly talked about the twenty four seven championship. There yeah. were how many title changes happened on this show? I think was it seven. nine? No, it was, was nine. Was it nine? I'm off it was by nine two. title changes. So you had yes. let me see, you had Pat I, I'll Patterson. run through them for you. I'll run for, okay. through them. Okay. So uh Truth started the night as champion, Drake yep. Maverick pinned him. Right? So Drake Maverick was champion. Yep. Then Pat Patterson pinned Drake Maverick after Boogeyman had kind of scared the, the piss out of Drake Maverick, basically. <laughs> Drake Maverick was on the ground. Pat Patterson comes in, kicks him on the ground a couple times. Then Pat Patterson has the referee. He just puts his foot on him. He pins him one, two, three. And then Pat He's Patterson. He's like, count it, ref. Yep. <laughs> so that's two. <laughs> three, Gerald Briscoe, Pat oh, Patterson's boy, man. then decides to take the, to beat Pat Patterson and, and takes the belt off of him. We didn't see what happened, but uh, we just it was a cutaway. And when we came back, Gerald Briscoe was like, yeah, I did it. I'm the champion. Then two I seconds later. I love celebration too, man. Yeah. Just still holding. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, Gerald Briscoe. Those two were always great back yep. in the day too, man. Um, then Jared Briscoe goes to Kelly Kelly. He's like, look, I'm the 24-7 champion. And she's like, oh, that's great. And then she knees him in the balls. He <laughs> falls over. Kelly Kelly pins him. One, two, three. Kelly Kelly's the champion. So we've got one, two, three, four. So she's the fourth one. Yep. Uh, Candice Michelle and Melina are in the back. Melina's like, hey, I just got, got my uh, referee's license, so I'm a referee. And then Candace Michelle, <laughs> then I don't remember what she did. She, like, cheap shot it or whatever. Then she rolled up. Pinner, rolled her up real quick. Real quick. Got the three. Candace Michelle did her little spin dance, you know, like the sexy, sultry thing she used to do back in the day. Um, and then Alundra Blaze was in that same area. By the she, way, who's, who still looks like she could still go? Yeah, she was intimidating, man. I was yeah. like, "Who is this?" So, and she looked a little bit different too, like because I remember the the how she was back in the day, and like that shot of her in WCW when she first showed up. Yeah, and so you know, I was like, at first, too, it took me a second to be to recognize that it was Alundra Blaze, but then you know, it, when I realized, it, and then she choked her out, she said. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to be champion for long. And already I knew what was about to happen. I'm like, she's going to throw that belt in the trash. She's throwing it in the trash. I know what's happening. So she goes out to the ring. She says, I told you that I wouldn't be champion for long. She pulls out a trash can. She's getting ready to throw it in the trash. 
then of course Ted DiBiase comes out. This was probably the best title yeah. change in this whole thing. He comes out. He's like Alondra. Hold on, hold on. Before you do that, I just want to know. I just want to let you know. I will buy that championship <laughs> off you. And then he pulls out a wad of cash. Alondra's looking at it. She's like, "Well, I'm about to throw it away anyway." All right, cool. Then, you know, he grabs the title from her. She takes the money, and he says, everybody's got a price. And then he does that laugh. Laugh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was just classic, man. It was awesome. Ted DiBiase goes back to his to the limo. You know, he's about to drive off. Then all of a sudden, there's a ruckus in the limo. And then all of a sudden, you see Drake. Oh, you hear one, two, three. Drake Maverick comes out of the limo. So he's celebrating. He just won the, t- the title off of Ted DiBiase. So that's when he got chased away by the other superstars, crossed over through Mick Foley. Then he went back to the limousine to try to escape with his wife. But Truth showed up, pinned Drake Maverick, then did a Superman dive into the limo with Drake Maverick's wife still in the limo. The limo (laughs) drives off. Drake Maverick is sitting there in the parking lot. Carmelo's looking at him. At first, he's like, my title, my baby, my title. Like, he's calling the title his baby. Yeah. Then, he he's like, wait a minute. My wife. <laughs> my <laughs> wife is gone. <laughs> so, that was a total of nine title changes. It was insane. That's the most, I think, ever that they've had, including when yeah. they had the hardcore championship back in the day. I oh, think man. I think I think they're you I think it was a great way great way to utilize the legends for yes. the twenty four seven championship. Yes. Because yes. you know what? It, it 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 just makes it even make it feel important because the legends want the title now too. So yeah. you, know, you got like Gerald Jared Briscoe just like, yeah, yeah, I'm the new champion. So that like like a, I got a kick out of that. I was like, man, look at this dude, man. He still got it. Oh, so man. To, man, I got a, I just got a whole kick out of this whole twenty four seven segment, you know, big hats off to R Truth and Drake Maverick, man. They they are definitely making this uh, they definitely just make giving, you know, a run for their money, man, with this one. Yeah, they're having fun with it. They're doing a great job. It's very entertaining. I just have a lot of fun with it. Um, they even had oh, what's that kid's name? The kid that had teamed up with Bray Wyatt at that one WrestleMania or with uh, Braun Strowman at WrestleMania to become tag team champions. They actually had a YouTube video of him. I don't know why they didn't just show this during during Raw, but he was there and he was in the back, and they were like, "What are you doing here?" And he says. Oh, I'm here because I want to be the 24-7 champion, too. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, even that kid wants to be. Like, I don't even remember the kid's name, but I'm like, man, this is this I think is it's great. Nicholas. Nicholas, that's yeah, it. That's yep. his name. Yeah, Nicholas was back there like, I want to be the 24-7 champion. I'm like, man, I wish they would. I wish somehow, some way, Nicholas would at least get one title reign with that 24-7 championship. That'd be great. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. That was a lot of fun. So, those two things for me were, like, the biggest standouts. Um, other than that, there were a couple cool moments. Seth Rollins had a moment with the click. That was pretty cool. The click and NWO. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to be having a You know a ma- what? I had mixed reactions with that. Okay, go ahead. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so, it was cool that he came out with the click, you know. Well, he didn't come out with the click. Well, he not had come his out match the right, he had with his match. AJ. Right. You know, and the OC, which now they're going by OC, which is uh, the original club, the official club. Um, and then during that matchup, they basically just started to jump him. And so he needed backup. So DX came out first. It was um, Triple H and Sean. And then it was X-Pac and Road Dog. And then uh, 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 Kevin Nash and Scott Hall came out. Yeah, and I think... 
I think they what, the reason why I had mixed feelings is because they had a missed opportunity right here to have the OC look super strong. Mm. They could have just took him out. Like, all right, you got this whole new faction now, or not new faction, but a rebranded faction, and and you know with the whole new new shirts now. Yeah. Now it's time to make a statement. All right, he's yeah. going to get he's going to get Seth Rollins. He got help coming out. Take him out, man. Take them out too. Yeah. Make, make them look strong. Have DX put them over. Y'all legends, man. At least you could put put the uh put the new click or uh, not new click, but the new club over. Yeah, that's what I expected. Not for you them, know what? you know, high tail and run out of here. You made a great point. You made a great point because I didn't even really view it that way until you just said it. But you you putting it framing it as a missed opportunity. I agree with 100%. Now looking at it that way because they they the only purpose you should there's no reason to put over DX or put over the click, right? I mean, yep. you're kind of putting over Seth Rollins, but this didn't even really do anything for Seth. Like it was kind it of didn't. a waste really. You know, it was just like it just happened for nostalgia purposes, but they they didn't accomplish anything in this segment really. Whereas if you had the OC beat down Everybody, like they took out Seth, they took out DX, they took out the Click, they took out NWO. You know, at least then you could say, okay, now we're the new dominant group. We got rid of them. We finally finished yep. those guys. Now we are, you know, the dominant, the most dominant faction, yep. the only club, the official club that matters. Like that would have helped legitimize them. So exactly, yeah, you're right. man, it would have put a new light on them, man, on Gallows and Anderson, especially Gallows and Anderson. Yes. Those two needed. Yes. They needed, they needed like that. that. They needed that. that yeah. man. They could have used that rub, and they could have came out next week. You know, replay it from from uh, last week and just yeah. show them a whole new attitude. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that, that goes to what I, I say about mixed films in general with shows like this is they're not really completely thinking about storylines with this. It's more about like trying to pay fan, pay fan service um, with showing these older guys. And it's not about the, the, the current talent anymore. It just becomes about, you know, because if you're going to use these guys re- returning uh, legends to help put over the new superstars, like with what Mick did with with uh bray wyatt perfect then that that's what should happen mm-hmm. you know but if you're gonna do it's almost a burial they didn't completely bury them but to have that group uh walk away from that and and just like in a cowardly fashion kind of being like oh we're overwhelmed now like yeah. it's hard it didn't help anything it didn't make you take them more seriously it did so, yeah you're right yeah man so yeah like, like i said man i think I, I I had mixed feelings because I popped in the beginning because DS came out and then yeah. he had that standoff. I'm like, ooh, this is nice. But then I thought something was going to kick off, but all it did, you know, the click came out, the rest of DX, and then it was just somewhat comical, too, because Road Dog is cracking jokes at the end, too. Yeah. And I, I just thought, like I said, it was just a, a, a missed opportunity right there for the click, not for the click, but for the club to look strong. And yeah. just to give these guys the the right the, the, to be seen in a different light, man. Because if, if you're gonna build these guys the right way, that that was that would be the perfect opportunity. So then the other thing, one other thing that kind of stood out for me, I guess story wise, that I did like was the um, uh, moment of bliss. Ah. So Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch was the guest on a moment of bliss, um, and then Natalia came out pretty quickly. And I just like the 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 face off and how they're trying to um, like get us to take this a little bit more seriously. Um, 
so Becky basically coming off of the whole thing with uh, teaming up with Seth Rollins, you know, I was I really wasn't liking that storyline so much, you know, with them against uh, Corbin and um, um, oh my God, what's Lacey her name Evans. now? Lacey Evans, thank you. Um, I wasn't really liking that storyline. So seeing Becky in this light where she's because Natalia at first when she won that fatal four way. Uh, she was saying, yeah, my friend Becky Lynch. And Becky was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, if you think you're going to get your friend, I'm going to mop the floor with you, basically. Like, you know, you need to get that, that friend stuff out your head because we're going to war, basically, when it comes to our match at SummerSlam. And that theme continued on in this moment of bliss. So I actually did enjoy this segment. Um, it was kind of funny, too, because uh, at, at, at a certain point, uh, Alexa uh, kind of was like off to the side, sipping her coffee. <laughs> We're just watching all this unfold as Natalia and Becky Lynch just kind of went yeah. at each other. Her and Dickie oh, Cross were sipping their coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both of them just kind of on the side, like looking like, oh, my God, what's going on over there? So, you know, I thought that was cool. And, yeah, I think Natalia is looking good in this. You know, she's not backing down. Um, and I'm not the biggest fan of Natalia overall, but I do respect Natalia. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, in this situation, this is a nice opportunity for her to just kind of be a little bit more, you know, not pun intended, but a little bit more raw, you know, a little bit more real, a little bit more edgy, you know, which is funny given what we're saying about what, what this was saying about yeah. the edgier thing. Yeah. But um, even her, like, she's, you know, cursing a little bit and showing a little bit of a, a edgier side to her character. So I like what's going on there. Um, and with Becky, I think this is like we're back on course to what Becky Lynch is, is all about. Yes. You know, being that trash-talking, tough, like no-nonsense, like she's the man like right. for a Ready reason. Ready to like, fight at a moment's notice, man. Exactly, exactly. So I, I enjoyed it. What do you think of this? I, I'm starting to enjoy this build now uh mm. because, you know, especially Natalia, she's showing that fire and intensity, man. Because, you know... Like, like you said, you know, I'm not knocking her. It's just, it's hard to take her seriously because her natural personality is just a, a good girl. Yeah. And she's just crazy about, everybody knows she's crazy about her cats and all that. So, yeah. right. So that's sometimes it's just hard to overlook it. But with this, where her her and Becky, how, how they kind of work off each other, this works good because how she came off, like, hey, I can't wait to face my friend. And then immediately it shifted when you know Becky said like nah this, this you ain't facing your friend mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna go toe to toe yeah. you know what I'm saying I'm just gonna let you know I'm like I'm gonna mop the I'm like I'm gonna mop the floor off you so <laughs> when when she told her that that's when it, it it got real and just it went to a whole nother level so they're just yep. fighting whenever they can now I'm I'm I can't wait to see this match at SummerSlam you know if this didn't happen I'm like okay I. It, the match is there. I get it. You know, she's a good wrestler and all that. But now it, it just makes me want to see it now. Um, so anything else to add to this? Because we could just move on from from here on the on that topic. Moment of bliss. Oh no, no, man, nothing to add on that. Okay. So then, um, let's see. I think that that'll do it for like the big things that I that I took from this. Again, it was more of a nostalgia show. We had John Cena open the show. Mm-hmm. He returned. He had a moment with the Usos. Uh, that turned into a tag match with the Usos versus the Revival. Um, we had Rikishi in the Usos corner. We had Devon, which was kind of odd seeing Devon by himself without Bubba. Yeah. But Devon was teamed up with the Revival. Uh, Usos beat them. We had Drew McIntyre and Cedric, which that wasn't really a match. It was more of just a, a, a beat down, well, like a, a brawl kind of situation. Uh, Viking what Raiders. What are your thoughts on that? 
Drew and Cedric? Yeah. Uh, I guess real quick, I, I feel like it's good for Cedric. It's terrible for Drew. Yeah, you know, like exactly. It's not, That's how I feel as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's awesome for Cedric because he's finally on TV. He's going against a guy who – it's a, it's a great way to, for him to showcase what he can do. Um, Drew's a great person to be in the ring with for anybody, but I think Drew is beyond this, you know, because yeah. I feel like he's putting Cedric over and it's not doing anything for him. That's exactly so, what I have in my notes. I'm like, to have good ke- chemistry, it's a great way to build Cedric Al- Alexander, but I feel that he needs to be part of the main event somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Like, in a weird way, it's almost like um, the the Ricochet... Uh, Cesaro uh, matchup, you know, you got the the quick guy and you got the big guy who's really athletic, mm-hmm. and so I think they're trying to replicate that a little bit because neither guy was was on this show. Um, so, but I don't know. Drew feels like he needs to be going after the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship right now. Like, yeah, done. I, I he just needs to do he, it. He doesn't need to be in mid card. He's above no. mid card now. He's above that. Yeah, he's above that. He, he, you know, and, yeah. Right and now I, he's I, just in a transition, like in a in a holding pattern. Yeah, which just just feels really weird. And I almost feel like Drew seems a little bit disinterested, you know, not as engaged. Because usually in his matches, like, he'll talk to them and, you know, he'll really, like, um, um, just berate his his competitor, like, the people he's going against. And uh, I don't know, I just feel like I get more from him usually. And now it just seems like he's just kind of there, you know, like, his, he's, he's doing the moves, you know, he's definitely, like, Choke. He, he looks good in the ring when he's wrestling, but I don't. I feel like there's something missing, you know, from from what we're seeing. Like there's not that same fire that I used to feel from Drew McIntyre right now. So I don't know. I feel like this is all maybe it. it maybe it's taking a toll on him, and he's just like he's waiting for that big storyline, that big push again before he like really gets into it. So yeah. uh, I don't know. But that's just how I feel when I watch him now. Um, so moving on from there, uh, the the Viking Raiders had a match against Ryder and Hawkins. They beat them. Uh, we had Roman Reigns uh, defeat Samoa Joe, which I didn't like at all. Yeah, me like I, I was not feeling this. Samoa Joe, you know, it keeps losing. I don't think I, I think it's it's. I'm done watching matches with him if all he's gonna do is lose. Like, yeah, I if just he's gonna talk and came and back it up, what's the point? Yeah, that's that's his whole character now. You know, he's gonna talk. He's going to, you know, sound like he's, you know, a badass or whatever, and then he's going to lose. So, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And Roman, I didn't think it did anything for Roman either. Like, okay, you beat Samoa Joe. Cool. You've done that before, you know, but mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. It just didn't feel, I didn't feel anything with this yeah, matchup. Because Samoa Joe is not even hot, man. He ain't cooled off a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, it doesn't really do anything for him. I didn't, I, yeah. Um, moving on from there, uh, Paul Heyman uh, confronted Seth on Miss TV. So Seth was a guest on Miss TV. He was talking about uh, Brock Lesnar and how he's going to be going against Brock. And he kind of was talking about the match he's going to have with AJ Styles. Um, but he was saying Brock Lesnar is a uh, Seth Rollins wannabe because of the way that he had cashed in the money in the bank on him, which I'm like. I don't know. I, I felt that that kind of came off a little bit weird. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't I didn't believe it. It just seemed I don't know. It didn't work for me. You know, him saying it that way. And then Paul Heyman really tried to sell it. You know, that he was pissed off that Seth had said this. 
But it just felt like I don't think anybody in that audience was sitting there saying, "Yeah, you know, Seth's got a point. Brock Lesnar's a Seth Rollins wannabe." No, <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't. It's just not how how I felt, and I don't think anybody felt. Like, about nobody that. felt that way, man. It's just actually Edge is the one that kicked off the whole money in the bank, how to how to use it in the right way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you're gonna say that, you might as well say Edge. But that what they're he all said, copying Edge. At this exactly. Point. You're right. It, you're it, right. It, to me, it didn't. I didn't. Even, I, I didn't like none of this segment, man. To me, yeah. it, it was repetitive. It was boring. Yeah. It. it I completely do not want to see this match. I don't even care about this match for SummerSlam. Yeah. It's, it's right, hurting, at least right now, right, the right now, is not yes, great. The, it's, it's not great. hurting. It's it is hurting Seth Rollins, man. I still don't understand why Braun Strowman didn't win that match and why it's not Braun versus Brock, to be honest with you. <laughs> because Braun was was hot, you know, after yeah. the, the Bobby Lashley matchup. Like, I think that was, that was the time. And Seth had cooled off, yep. you know, coming off of teaming up with, with Becky and then losing the, the belt the way he did at the end there. I felt like that there was a good opportunity to switch it up a little bit and have, I mean, even, to be honest with you, I would have actually even preferred Roman Reigns going against Brock Lesnar versus Seth, to be honest with you, because... Seth right now, as much as I'm a fan of Seth Rollins, I just feel like it's it to see that match again, I, like you said, you're just not interested. Yeah. I think they need to shake it up and someone else needed to be the, the number one contender. And Roman Reigns, I mean, we haven't seen him even talk really about the Universal Championship that much yeah. recently. So it, I think it would have been okay if, if Roman would have gone against Brock at SummerSlam, even though I think that was the SummerSlam main event last year though, right? Because that's yeah, when, uh, yeah, because yeah, Braun was Money in the Bank. Yeah, so maybe maybe not. Maybe that's a good thing. It wasn't <laughs> the SummerSlam matchup again. Uh, but Braun for sure. You know, I felt like Braun should have should have been the guy. He to, should be champion to, already, man. A man of that size, his caliber. He should be. He's he never be. been champion. He's, he's never had a singles title. Exactly. How he how he you know he's been tag team champion, but how he he haven't been. Intercontinental, not even U.S., but... Yeah, I don't know. Should, I don't know. He should have... He, should, he needs a title. He needs it. He needs yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and yeah, he, he should be the one that faced Brock, not... He should... That I'd be excited right. for. I would, too. we hadn't seen it. He's I been would, teased too. so many times, yes. and we really didn't get it. We got it that one the last time, time he, Baron Corbin. Yep, the last time yep. he won because of shenanigans. Yep, yep. Baron Corbin hit him with the, the belt, I think, in the back of the head or something, and then, yeah, it was a, it was, it was a terrible matchup. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's, we missed opportunity there, I think, to switch it up a little bit. Um, we talked about Seth and, and I wanted the to talk about that. something real quick too. I, sure, I, sure. I, I don't know if you heard about the reasons why they kind of, they might've took the belt off of Seth Rollins during the pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear about that. Okay. So, so, uh, apparently the, the numbers are down. The attendance is down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's and, good. Definitely. You can see it from the yeah. pictures. They yep. have some stuff on social media. Yep. Yep. And and it's worse than when, and the numbers are down, and it's and they're averaging, and it's lower than when Gender was champion. Oh wow! And that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. So just frame, just put it in that perspective, and 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 understand the reasons why this is it probably just not working, man. This whole Brock and, and stuff is not working. People are disinterested. They are. They are. And you know. It's funny because it kind of brings up a whole other thing, too. So Seth has been kind of going on the defensive a little bit with uh, some of people's feelings about, you know, WWE and people talking like, you know, WWE is not that great. The writing's not that great. He's gone at Jon Moxley a little bit for taking this ball and going somewhere else and all that. 
And I feel like Seth, even though I respect Seth, you know, he's, I do enjoy watching Seth and I think he's a great wrestler and I have all the utmost respect for him and what he does. He's an Iron Man. He's been carrying Rob and carrying the WWE. So no disrespect to him on this, but I feel like Seth is kind of out of touch with what really the issues are or really the issues that people have with, with WWE. Like, you know, he, he kind of framed it in a way that it was like, okay, we put on so many shows and no one does that. You know, the quality of our shows, no one can do it like we do. And I, I get it, but that the problems that people have really is more about, like, certain superstars not given the time to be able to, to appear. Exactly. You know, like, it's more about that. And, and even Seth is not, no one has an issue with how Seth has been booked. I think Seth has been booked great. Yeah. You know, since he came from NXT, he's actually been taken care of really well. So, you know, for for him to kind of have that perspective or not to even have the perspective, he can have the perspective. But for him to be the one coming out and saying, oh, yeah, no, things are great, man. You guys need to lay off us. It's like, whoa, you're not. It's it, I want to hear that from like Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to hear that from Finn Balor, yeah. you know, from from Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke, Rusev. If, Rusev, if they say that, okay, cool, I'll back off because they're yeah. happy with the situation that they're in. But me being a fan of them and then not seeing them on television, not feeling like they're being booked right, Samoa Joe, let Samoa Joe come out and say, man, it's cool, you know, I'm good. You know, or or Bobby Roode, for instance, let him come out and say, yeah, it's all good. But for Seth to say it's all good, it's like, well, of course it's all good to you because you're WWE champion at the time, you know, at least he was WWE, or universal champion, you know, and again, he's getting booked <laughs> all great, so... You know, I just felt like as much as I respect him and I get it, he's trying to defend his company. You know, he's he loves the WWE and he, as he should, you know, he should feel the way he does. But, you know, I just felt like that to me, it, it felt a little bit off, you know, like not not really addressing the real issues that people had, yeah. you know, with like the writing and the booking. He, so he, I don't know. I don't know if he, it was I don't know if he's just sounding arrogant. Just. He, he it, it, again, it just felt like, you know, he, it, it was a little bit like cocky for yeah. sure, you know, with him saying, no one does it like we do. We put on so many shows and I, I dare anybody to, to, to put anybody against us when it comes to, you know, this, this and this. And it's like, yeah, the, the money that WWE has and the scale that they do it at, it, can't, it no one else is doing that. But that doesn't mean that the problems that, that the fans have with the writing and the booking should be accepted because, the WWE is the biggest company doing the most shows around the world. Like those are two different things. Like, so I just, to me, it just felt a little bit odd that, you know, he would go about defending the issues with like all of these things that don't have anything to do with the issues, Yeah, you know? So that, that just fell like, off. Even your me. last pay-per-view didn't sell out. You had to do it for two for one special. Right. So exactly. how are things good? It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like we watched, I mean, you talked about the attendance, you know, and on uh, SmackDown, one of their SmackDowns previous, there were pictures that were going viral of like half empty arenas, you know, to the point where Stone Cold Steve Austin during the Raw reunion in the main event was like, yeah, this is a legitimate sellout. Like he actually had to go about that for him to mention it there tells you it was a problem. You know, yeah. there's actually some going on. Yeah. Like, so, you know, we all love wrestling. It's just we all want to see, you know, certain superstars. We're all fans of certain superstars. And when we start to notice, like, people aren't on television, especially as talented as they are, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So that's more the issue. Just seeing the their talent is, being wasted is frustrating. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then how can you 
say that John Moxley, for instance, you know, like that he his gripe or whatever you don't get like in terms of the writing, like he had issues with it. He didn't want to say certain things. He felt like he wasn't really given that opportunity to, you know, do certain things that he wanted to be able to do, you know, and he detailed it. And that's his perspective. And you can have yours. But we can see evidence of the writing issues every, every time we watch Raw and SmackDown, whenever certain superstars aren't booked and you're like, why aren't they being booked? Or when certain things are repetitive and they're not working, or when crowds are just disengaged. Like there's so much evidence to to what John Moxley was saying and what some of the other people are saying. Um, that I don't know. It just felt weird. So yeah, just just my two cents on that. You made me think about that when we're going a little bit in depth, <laughs> depth on Seth um, about that. But yeah, I just yeah. I just thought I mentioned it mentioned it because it was just when when I was you know reading that. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, he's doing worse numbers than gender was, was champion. That's crazy. And I can understand why the numbers will be like that for gender, but for yeah. Seth, you know, but but now it makes sense because people are tired of the Seth and, and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. It's, it's old. Yeah. And and I think, you know, in, in fairness to Seth, too, because I, I don't think it's the Seth side of it. You know, I feel mm. like it's the, the Brock Lesnar side yes. of it, to be honest with you, yes. that we know he's not going to be on television when he's doing this. So it's like, I shouldn't, I don't even have to, I could say I'm not going to watch the next couple of Raws because Brock isn't going to be there and I'm probably right. Like if I wanted to see Brock, I only probably have to watch one show, you know, in like every two or three months in order to see him. So yeah, ratings will be down if you're banking on a guy to carry your company who's not there. Like, it's not going to work. Yeah. And, yeah, the Seth Brock thing, like, you know, we, we saw it. We went through this whole thing of Seth saying, yeah, he was going to, you know, finally, ha- you know, beat Brock Lesnar, bring the Universal Championship back to Raw. And now here we are again doing that same storyline over again. Like, no, it's just not it's not interesting. Like, I don't want to see that. So, yeah, but I don't I don't want to put that completely on, on Seth. I feel like it's it's the Brock side of it. Like, yeah. it's just that that's just annoying to be in that situation. Yeah. Because again. Even when, when even when Seth was champion, you know. During that whole that last pay-per-view that actually that tag team match was wasn't half bad at all, man. I ain't actually enjoyed it. I, I did until I Brock Lesnar crashed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could feel it coming. Because of how things were going towards the end, because I'm thinking, man, Becky Lynch, you know, she had just taken, you know, that end of days, so she's out, and then Seth is exerting all this energy, and it's just like, "Mm, something's going to happen, and Paul came out and said, you know, this is Philadelphia, so I'm going to say, you know, this is going to happen, maybe I'm lying, I'm like, this this is probably the one time where I would probably believe Paul Heyman, because of how this is going, Um, but yeah, once it happened, and once he beat him, I was just so deflated, I'm like, oh. Here we go again. Like, we're going to be in the same thing again. Brock Lesnar is going to not show up. And then, you know, maybe he'll maybe he'll defend the the title at the next pay-per-view. Maybe he won't. Yep. You know, luckily it's SummerSlam. So we're, we, he kind of has to because it's one of the big pay-per-views. My exact but if response, he makes it, I was like the Miz. I was like, when he came out and got the belt and won, I was like, really? Yeah. Really? This is, this is what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. We're back to square one with this. Back to square one. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, man. It, it's it's so. I would say that's that would be the reason why ratings are down. Because even when when Brock won the Money in the Bank, like I could feel 
like how deflated everything felt like oh, on the yeah. raw after and after on the smackdown after you know and i feel like that's when you started to see visually the attendance go down where with brock even as money in the bank let alone when he won the title um so that whole handling of brock lesnar has just been weird like he if he's gonna be around he needs to be around and if he's not gonna be around don't put the title on him don't put him no. in the title picture he doesn't just need him. the title no, he can just have big matches where he's trying to put over yes. like a Braun Strowman or a Bobby Lashley. Like put him or in matches even like Drew that. McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, yeah, use him like the, you use the Undertaker. Basically, don't put him in with the title. You know, it's just it's a waste. So yeah, yep. But here we are, right back there, right yeah. back there. Man, well that pretty much covers all of all of Raw. So any any other final notes before we move on to SmackDown? Uh, it was just fun, you know, just seeing all the the le- the legends, especially Stone Cold, man. So I have fun, especially with the twenty four seven champion, you know, legends fighting over that. So you know, that was fun with that. Agreed, agreed. Stone Cold Steve Austin, man, he's just he's awesome. It was a great way to cap off the show. He just felt so real during that that whole segment. Yeah. Um, and it was just a fun, nostalgic show. I had a good time. There was a couple times during the show where I was like, man, I, I maybe I'll just pause it because I have it. I always record it. And I'm like, maybe I'll just pause it, like, you know, pick this up, the, you know, uh, the, in a little bit or the next day <laughs> or whatever. But they just kept doing things that made me kept want to keep watching. Yeah. So Even I with felt the whole like John one, Cena thing, and he actually gave some foreshadowing with that. I don't know if you heard, but Jimmy uh, Uso got, got locked up last night for uh, apparently for DUI. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh man, because he got locked up before. Yes. Like that. That. Yeah. Wow. So he got locked up again. Yes. For do you? Oh DUI, wow. Man. Oh, that's terrible. That is, man. Wow, that's terrible. Okay, so I, I don't know what's gonna happen with with that now, because that's you know uh, I think he yeah cause he recently got arrested before before this. I want to yeah. say within two months. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, he got some issues. To work out, yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure that out because that's that's now becoming a problem. Yep, you know, hopefully he he can figure that out and it's not a it doesn't happen anymore. Um, you know, but that that's a real issue. You know, and I, I guess side note, Jeff Hardy's kind of has been dealing with some stuff like that too. I heard about some with him <coughs> getting arrested for some similar. Yeah, so, public you know. DUI. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, that's 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 disheartening to hear, but. You know, hopefully they they figure it out and get the help they need if it, if it you know is to that level, which it sounds like it might be getting there. If it's not yeah, man, there. most definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move to SmackDown. Um, SmackDown. A uh, couple. We're kind of like back to to storylines and trying yes. to progress things and build towards SummerSlam um, show overall. Well, I'll let you start this off. What are some of your highlights from SmackDown? I, I, you know what? I'll start with my all-time favorite segment, which was the Randy and Kofi segment, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That was good. That, that was, was good. great. And I had a feeling, you know, was Kofi was going to, you know, because last week, I guess they would have had a tag team match. It was yes. the New Day against. It's like a six-man tag. Right, right. Against New Day against Samoa Joe. Uh, was it Drew as well? No. no it was uh, Samoa it was Joe, Elias. Randy, and Li- Okay, Elias. Okay, yeah. I knew it was one of the Stooges now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of Corbin's right. former crew members or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like you're the liars or true. It was one, one of y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sad I have to think like that. Oh man. Yeah, but but anyway, man. You know, just how I was wondering when you know when Randy got the pin off Kofi, I was like, all right, 
it might be a little foreshadowing for Kofi to bring this up. Maybe he'll talk about the 11 years ago, Randy Orton did some politicking yep. and used a stroke, exactly, used a stroke in the back. so yep. to speak. And and basically wasn't he wasn't able to even touch that main event for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And and I love how even when Kofi framed it in a way, he was like, I'm about to get real for a second. And he and he kind of just gave us a behind the scenes look, even brought up some old clips from 10 years ago showing, you know, at at that time, at the peak of his career uh, yeah. with him and Randy Orton. Uh, which pay-per-view was that? Because that to me, that's my wonder years. Yeah, the well, so the segment that they were showing, I think, actually was from a Raw, uh, Raw or SmackDown, one of the two. It was actually a regular uh, weekly show that that clip was from on uh, on SmackDown. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And you know what? And I believe Kofi had botched the move, and that's when Randy said, "Stupid, stupid, stupid, yep. stupid," and then pinned yep. him, and yep. then the rest was history. Yeah, and then you know, flash forward now, ten years later, they're using this this history to build the story with which is already built within itself and kofi just confronted him you know you like he said hey you use your influence to held me down for 11 years and i love mm-hmm. randy Jordan's response you're like you're damn right yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you wasn't ready you still ain't ready and yep. i was like damn man yeah he was yep. like you know i didn't have to Put on a Jamaican accent, a shake fake my Jamaican ass. accent, right? Yep. And he was like, "All I had to be was Randy Orton." I'm like, "Damn, yep. I didn't work. I didn't have to work hard because all I had to do was be Randy Orton." Right? Like, oh and I was like, God. "Wow, facts." This dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering He's because great. I was wondering how you feel because I know Randy Orton is one of your favorite wrestlers. Yeah. So I was Attitude Era. He's yes, my favorite. Yes. Yep. So I wanted to know your feelings about this about this segment. Like, how did you feel? Oh, I loved it. I ate this up, you know, because Kofi's been doing great. He's been booked so so well, and, you know, he, he's just been so fun to watch. And it's always kind of been that little, like, elephant in the room. Like, when are they going to actually touch on this at least a little yes. bit and use this in a storyline for, for him? And, you know, last week they had the little segment with the – the uh, leading into the six man tag match. And then he, Kofi, then uh, this week when he said, you know, I'm going to challenge this guy and it's going to be Randy Orton. I was like, oh, yes, yes. it's on. Like, we are, this, this has been long time coming. Let's go. And then, like you said, when he said, I'm just going to get real for a second, dude, I, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, yeah, come on. Let's just get right into right. it. Let's do it. Yep. Show me the footage. Cool. Talk about it. Randy Orton saying, heck yeah, I held you back. I'm like, yes, go at it. Like, this is, this is what I love right here. So, oh my God, it was just so fun. Randy is just a great person to put Kofi against to help yes. put him over. It'll be the best opponent that he's had yes, since it he's will. been champion. Minus Daniel Bryan, because Daniel did a hell of a job being he that did. heel for he him. Did. But, but, but I think know, Orton is just a different type of animal, man. It, this is another level because of also, too, like how personal this yes. will be with the two of them. Because yes. you'll be able to feel it. And, uh, yeah, he is just on another level, man. He's yeah. just that, like... Like, you will really feel like Kofi could lose this. Like, this, yes. If Randy really does want to be champion, he probably could go and say, hey, you know, this is this is over for you. Like, so I, I, I believe that when he said it, you know what I'm yeah, saying? So man. for Kofi, I'm nervous going into SummerSlam. Like, is he going to be able to retain? Is he going to be able to beat him? Yeah. And, you know, if if Randy does beat him, I actually won't even be mad at that. I'd be like, All I, right. I said that, too. 
I, I yeah. said that too. If Randy beats him, I wouldn't even be mad, man. Nope. Because nope. it's it's just it's you know what it's been a while since he had some gold around his waist, yeah. and he's and you know what when he just I think was it was it last week that was his or was it week before when he came back? I'm trying to remember. It was I. I think it was a week before. Okay. I think it was a week before. Whenever that week was, I remember yeah. when he came out, he got a huge pop. And I, I remember, and I'm saying, wow, he is still yeah. a big. Oh, it was it was, uh, it was was last week, but it was on Raw. Okay. Because he was a part of that all-star six-pack to see uh, who was going to go yeah. to Brock. Yeah, yep, that's right, that's yeah. right, that's right. And, when, and yeah. when his music came out, he got a huge pop, man. I was like, wow, yeah. he is still Well, hot. even when Paul Heyman announced that he was going to be in it, I was like, oh, Randy's back. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. And, and I just and I like Randy, man. And plus, I love him telling Kofi, like, like I am the reason why you're champion right now. Like, remember, mm-hmm. I injured, you know, Mustafa Ali. Ali. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The guy you replaced to become. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Oh, he just, he just, facts just hit me all in the fields right now, man. I was yep. just, I loved every second of this promo, man. This segment hit all gears and it was an A plus 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 for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for this. Like right now, yeah. it's got to be the, the match that I'm the most excited for. Oh, yes, for yes. Going into match, SummerSlam. Yes, for SummerSlam, this is, this is the match. This, is this will be the number one match I'll be looking forward to. Absolutely. Um, talk to me about Kevin Owens. How you feeling about what Kevin Owens is doing right now? <sighs> so, I, I got mixed feelings. I, I love okay. what he's doing, but I'm just tired of seeing Shane McMahon. Yes, that that's that's my mixed feelings. Like he, what he's doing is great. I got nothing. What he's doing is perfect. It's just yeah. Uh, can we just get away from Shane McMahon? I'm just I'm I'm tired. I'm well, sick I feel of- like that's what hopefully this is building towards, right? Like he brought out the fact that you know you're you taking up all this TV time back when you and Vince and Triple H showed up and yeah. said you know about the new era and all this and that you guys are going to be the authority and all this. No one at that time thought that it was going to lead to Shane McMahon getting more television time. Nobody asked for that. So when he was saying all that, I feel like that's kind of laying the foundation for maybe, you know, somehow, some way they putting in a stipulation, maybe not in this match, but maybe in a future match, that it'll be Shane whose his career is on the line or something. And Kevin Owens would be the reason why, you know, we get rid of, of Shane being... You know the the you know in it almost it almost feels like Shane has been like in title contention like he's building towards becoming WWE champion at a certain point. So hopefully this is like that's that stop to that. Right, we're gonna nip this um, in the bud right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm seriously just sick of you know seeing Shane. You know, like like you said when when Greg Hamilton does the best in the world night. Now I'm I'm cool with that, but after that I'm done. All right, right. That's the only thing that I enjoy. <laughs> I, I love hearing the, that whole thing from the announcers. I think it's great. Then after that he gets on the mic, and I'm like, all right, yeah. all right. No, seriously, you, no. <laughs> Drew, let's get Drew. Give the mic to Drew, please. Yeah. You know, let him say something. Put put Elias on a stool. Let him play some music. Do anything else. Like not this. Yeah, man. I, I I'm just I'm like, all right. Can, can we just just move on from this? You know, okay, you got you got your announced announced in. All right, I'm just done. So, but but with Kevin Owens, I got nothing against what he's doing. Is great. He haven't lost. Yeah. I haven't lost any type of uh, intention from him. So he, he's keeping me in. He's keeping me intact. He's just with with Shane. Is just I, I'm just done with it. So hopefully, 
this is a little foreshadowing to tell us, all right, we're going to get ready to end this storyline and, you know, we're going to cut Shane McMahon's TV time. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, Kevin, Kevin Owens, I've been loving what Kevin Owens has been doing like these last couple of weeks here. Yeah. I mean, just being that, you know, anti-authority type figure, he kind of, he, so he was a heel prior to uh, the last pay-per-view yep. and then just kind of like had that one uh, Kevin Owens show where he was digging into Shane being afraid of The Undertaker, and now I kind of led into this, which I've been okay with that. I don't know. It's like one of the quickest, you know, or slyest turns from heel to yeah. face that we've seen in a while. And, it kind of um, made sense. It was like, a, it wasn't like, you know, like, all right, how did he go from good to, or bad to good, just to like that? Good. It didn't even right. make sense. Especially Here. after the thing with the New Day. Yeah. And then it felt like that kind of happened recently. But then, and then he was teamed up with Sami Zayn, who still, we don't even know, I mean, what, what's going on with Sami Zayn right now. But, you know, it, like you said, it didn't make, it felt like it made sense. It felt like, okay, you know, it because, I think it's because it's Kevin Owens, too, and the way that he's going about this, you know, going after the fact that he, the chain is just taking up way too much time. There's superstars that are so talented that aren't getting that opportunity. I mean, I just love the fact that he's saying this, that they're they're you know putting that out there too. That like Liv Morgan and yeah. you know some of these other superstars are just not getting opportunities. Like, where are they on television? You know, Oscar, where is she? Yeah. What is why Buddy is she Murphy? Not, you know, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's name was said, and yeah. he actually had TV time. Yep. And then you know, and then Shane was like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work on some things. We're gonna talk." I'm we're like, gonna "Okay, talk. I like what you're saying." We're yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, "Okay, maybe yeah. he'll be on a match next week." But okay, no, I, no, clearly not. <laughs> he got nothing, so he's back. He's back in obscurity. He was just like that was a one week thing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh man, but you know, Kevin, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving him using the stunner. You know, it's just oh, so yeah. great seeing him do that. You know. I wish that Shaman Man sells it good. He does. Except for that well, other time, he, he kind of was. I, he kind of just botched the first one. Yeah, I think it was in the opening like, of last yes. week's uh, yes. last week's show. But yep, this one, right it, after it, the, it, yeah. Yep, right after the town hall thing that they did, yep. he just botched it. That was kind of like, uh, but uh, no, man. Uh, Kevin Owens has been awesome. He's been awesome. It's been great. I've enjoyed it, and hopefully, uh, like you said, um, or like we've been talking about, just that it foreshadows. The end of Shane's, you know, just like dominating the TV time. Yeah, man. I I, I wanted to ask you what about Kevin Owens? Like, where did he go after this? You know, I was thinking the same thing uh, just now because Kevin is really becoming a he's rising as one of the top faces yeah. right now. You got Roman Reigns there. You got Kofi Kingston there. Um you know, like, where do you go? Seriously, I mean, it, Shinsuke Nakamura being still a heel and a kind of champion, you know, one of those guys potentially could end up being, you know, the guy that goes against Shinsuke. Yeah. Um, I feel like Kofi versus Randy could go either way with Randy being that heel that you would believe and that you would. He's just such a great character overall, but he's a heel right now. Um, any one of those guys could end up, you know, taking him on for a couple of for a while and having a couple of runs with with you know either Roman or Kevin um if Kofi should lose um 
I don't know, man. I don't know specifically where where we go from here. I mean, Kevin, for all we know, might just turn heel again. <laughs> and, um, to be honest, like this might just because there was a moment too when him and Roman Reigns, after they had taken out Shane and yep. some of the other guys, they were in the ring and they were like both kind of circling the ring together. I'm like, this isn't gonna last. Like Kevin, I was just waiting for Kevin yeah, he, to just stun Roman right, Reigns or right. something. Yeah, like it's, it's just gonna happen. So, you know, it, it's kind of up in the air, I think, right. it, which is one of the... It's it might be a in cool a tag team Kevin. next week, but then, I don't know, turn on him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I think that's probably what's going to happen because Kevin, I don't think he needs to be a pure heel or face. He could just be Kevin Owens. Yeah, man, you know? and If you're in his way, you know, he's going he's gonna to try to take you out. So that's all it needs to be. Stone Cold was that same way. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are. You know, yeah. like he and The Rock got along, but he stunned The Rock like you know without blinking yeah. because he wanted to be WWE champion. Man, Stone so, Cold stunned Linda McMahon. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, man. man, when she was like the he nicest would share man a beer with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he would give you a beer and then stun you right then and there, and then like cheers your beer while and put it to the ground right next to your your head after it was done. Yeah. Like he just didn't care. He so did. I feel like Kevin Owens is being he he has that opportunity to be that kind of character. I feel like. Which is pretty cool. That's a cool spot for him to be in. And the McMahons actually really do love him. Like, you know, Vince taking the the super kick and the frog splash yeah, from him. The headbutt. working with him. The headbutt. Like, you know, I, I think Kevin Owens is in, in good shape. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see which way. But, it, you know what? I'm almost excited to not know, you know, what they're going to do with Kevin Owens. It, it makes it a little bit exciting that way. So, if I had to make a prediction and say, what do I think? Probably after this, um, there's something with Roman, you know, and, and Kofi is still doing his thing with Randy Orton, but maybe him and Roman kind of go at it to see who's going to be the number one contender after Kofi and Randy Orton stuff is done. Um, but I don't think Kevin completely turns heel, just more like a tweener situation. Yeah, same here, man. I, I think so, too. Uh, hopefully he'll move on to, like, Roman Reigns. I think yeah. that could be a, a, a natural transition for him because they did, you yep. know, even had that little uh, squabble when Kevin said, I, I'll run through Roman Reigns. Roman was like, hold on. I'm like, what? Hold on. Pump the brakes. <laughs> you going to run through who? <laughs> I, actually like, I actually like his response right there. That, that thing, yeah, Jenny, exactly. was like, no, nah, no. Nah, I guess I'm whooping everybody's ass tonight. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, Roman. All right, man, yeah. I see you. So I, I enjoyed that, man. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Roman's, I'm telling you, Roman's been actually pretty good. Like, if they would have said, okay, Roman was going against Brock, I actually would have been okay with yeah. it. He hasn't been saying? getting, you know, the booze has been dying down. Yeah. And he's been getting more pops. I've been noticing that. Yes. Like, I'm yes. like, okay, okay. I he, I guess he got some momentum now, man. He does. He does. He's in a great spot. Yep. You know, I think he's he's... The goodwill is still there, but also, too, I just think that his character isn't so overwhelming. You know, he's not dominating everything that it, it's like when you see him now, you're actually happy to see him. You're like, yeah. hey, Roman, cool. Yeah. You know, like, I want to see this match. So, um, yeah, I think it, it, he's in a great spot, and, and I'm, I'm excited to see what's going on with him. And I think next probably is going to be something with Kevin Owens once they get done with uh, putting putting Shane out and, and getting rid of him. So, yeah, yeah, man. Um, let's see. So we talked about Kevin Owens, talked about Roman Reigns, Ember Moon, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. Talk to me about this this group because I oh, well, okay. actually, I'll start off with this. I, so, I was going to say, like at first, I I was excited when I saw in the beginning, like, ooh, Charlotte Flair, 
and, yeah. and Ember Moon, cool. And then I was like, hold on, let I'm like my brain. Let, let me let my brain work for a minute. This is <laughs> WWE we're talking about. Are, are they gonna let this match breathe now? No, it is <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was it was so weird. It was so weird. Like you know, they started the match, and then Becky, no, uh, Bailey comes. Our music hits. She comes out, and then Ember Moon gets like a flash pin, like out of nowhere, just quick pin, a victory. And I'm like, what? Like it just felt odd. Like let them have their match. Let them have a, a eight minute match, ten minute match, yeah. whatever. You know, and showcase uh, Ember Moon and use Charlotte to help put her over. But I mean, this this didn't do that. This was just kind of like hinted at Charlotte potentially being in the triple threat match. Which, if that happens, I'm gonna be real upset. I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I heard rumors it, that she might go against Trish Stratus. Okay, that because she said her opponent is gonna be better than Ember Moon, which I kind of thought the same thing. Like, all right, she's gonna try to pick somebody else. Which, fine, that's okay. Um, but. Yeah, it just felt like a weird matchup. It had potential, and then they just killed it. And Ember Moon and Charlotte, I think the announcers were saying they'd never gone against each other before. So for them to kill it like that, I guess you could say the good thing about it is you save that for maybe a pay-per-view. Yeah, maybe for a belt. Exactly. But to do the flash pin, and uh, at least it was Ember Moon beating Charlotte, not Charlotte beating Ember Moon like that. Yeah, not the other way That's the bright side of it. Yeah, yeah. So that was my thought on it. I'm excited for Ember Moon to be in the main of well in the in the women's championship picture and actually going against Bailey. I love the fact that Ember Moon uh, hit Bailey with the Eclipse. Um, that was pretty cool. Like similar one to of what's the going nastiest on. finishers in the WWE. Dude, I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's it's just and she does it so well. Like I've never seen it actually get botched. Knock on wood. You know, exactly. I've, I've always seen it hit and look good. And yeah, it's it's nasty. It's a nasty finisher. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see her and potentially winning. You know, it would be great if she won that matchup. I mean, I think the likelihood of her winning, I put the odds probably on Bailey retaining because I feel like I still feel like Charlotte's gonna be the one to beat her. But what's her percentage? Ah uh, man, you know, I would say I right now I'm leaning towards Bailey, probably seventy thirty. You know, I'm feeling pretty strongly about about Bailey being put over. Yeah, but eighty twenty. Yeah, yeah, more more so. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's. I'm leaving a little bit of room just because it's. We've never seen them wrestle before. Yeah. Maybe they really will put Ember Ember over. I'm I'm kind of. It's kind of my heart speaking. Like I want to see Ember Moon. You know, pushed. Uh, she's barely been even been on TV prior to this, and now for her to be getting a title shot, I think it's it's great. It's almost like Oscar all over again, basically. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they do, but I'm, I'm thinking Bailey retains and I think they just continue to build towards a Charlotte versus Bailey matchup. Yeah, I, I, I hope so too. I, I think Bailey retains as well. And, and I think it would just fit the story better because she needs to retain the belt, keep Bailey strong, you know, have a good showing, yeah. have a good showcase and then have her prepare to get ready to take on Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, but that that is that's another one that I am excited for. You know, when it comes to SummerSlam, I do want to. Hopefully, they don't make that pre-show and do something silly like what they did with Shinsuke and Finn. Oh man, that, yeah, that, that caught me just, off guard. I thought that would be during the pre, and then I, I actually had to go back because you. I did right. Usually, I don't I watch the it. pre-show, but I was like, yep, hold on, too. did I miss yep. something? Did I? And yep. I was like, oh, they had it in the pre-show. What? 
Finn Balor and Shinsuke? So I, I went, uh, me and my brothers all got together at my, at my brother's house to go see the, the pay-per-view. Uh-huh. I left at his house and he texted me when I was on my way home that, uh, oh, you know, the Finn Balor fought Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental title in pre-show. And we're just both like, what? What, the heck? <laughs> like, what, what were they thinking doing this? So immediately when I got home, turned on the network, went and watched it. And I was just like, man, this was a great match. Why didn't they put this on the main card? So yeah, that was uh, that, that was disappointing that yeah. they did. It that, was a great match. I, I didn't, I, I didn't even understand that, man. Like, it, it made no I, sense right. for those it was, two it guys. Was it was the disservice for these two guys, man. It was, it was, it was. And speaking of these two guys, I mean, both of them had interesting moments Probably. at at uh, on SmackDown. Yes. Let's start with Shinsuke. Okay. So Shinsuke went against Apollo Cruz. Mm. Um, wasn't an Intercontinental Championship matchup, but it was. It was basically what. Um, Xavier Woods was kind of alluding to, which they were doing commentary during. I wish that was great. Where are your friends, Apollo? Where are your your friends? Oh, that was awesome. It was. That was awesome. (laughs) Oh man, those those two could do commentary every time, and I would be okay with it. I'd be like, man, man. so entertaining. but yeah, so they they have this. He was uh, Xavier was alluding to that. Oh, if Apollo Cruz wins, then will he get a, a be the number one contender and get a title shot? Maybe. So I thought that was nice. And Apollo Cruz is coming up with a little coming into this match with a little bit of momentum because um, he was on NXT and got a great pop too when he had his match over there. So I thought that was awesome. And then coming into this matchup, I, I felt like he got a pretty good ovation here yeah. in this match too. Like when he came out, I felt like the crowd was like, "Oh, Apollo, cool," you know. So, um, and Shinsuke is starting to fe- he's starting to get back to where he was before. He's not quite there no, yet. Not yet. You know, I think a couple of ma- more matches to make him matches like that. That's going to make him look good. Yes, he needs more like like this one here yeah. against someone who you know is technically savvy. Um, you know, just a great competitor who he can just just go to town with. Like both of them can just put on a clinic. And, you know, give it. I thought this was a great match. Yeah. Like, both guys, like, showcased a lot. They both look good in it. I don't think uh, Shinsuke ended up winning, but I don't think Apollo Cruz lost anything oh, in nah, taking man. the loss here. They both came they both out looking great. Good. They both came out looking yeah. good, man, because Shinsuke, he's just on a roll right now, you know. And I'm glad that they kind of just decided to refocus and, and put some, shed some new light on, uh, on Shinsuke, yes. have a new attitude, you know. And now, even though he's healed, he's beating dudes clean by yes. himself. Yes, so, that, I love that. Right. He's not low blowing anybody. No, man. You know, it's just straight up. He does that like a uh, 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 German suplex when he slides under yeah, them. Then he hits him with a Kinshasa, and just like it just feels like Shinsuke. And that, yeah, that sliding suplex on Apollo was nasty. Yep, man, I yep. was like, oh my god, that looks nasty. It's a great yeah, spot. Yeah, but you it's know, I like spot. how Apollo Cruz responded with that and came with the angle slam. Yeah, yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't right. Think he's ever done that before. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, yeah. With, the, with the angle slam out of nowhere and just got the like near that. fall. I was like, oh, wow. So What's also cool is that kind of continues because uh, he was one of the last people to fight, uh, to wrestle Kurt Angle before he retired. Um, and so it's almost like Kurt maybe passed on that move to him. He said, okay, you know, I'm going to give you this finisher. Kind of like Ric Flair yeah. gave Miz the, the figure four leg lock. 
you know, so I kind of like that, you know, little little detail there that he there, there's that you could say that that was maybe one reason why he's doing that is an homage to Kurt, mm-hmm. who he respected. There was a, a show of respect after that matchup. So I like that. I like that little detail that they did there with Apollo. Um, I'm hoping this is they keep using Apollo on TV like this, too, and not not in just losses. I want him to win as well. Yeah. But he just looked good in this matchup. You know, so win or lose, he's I feel like just him having matches like this is great for him. Yeah, man. Same here, man. I think what what Apollo Cruz did this shed some new light for him. Maybe some uh some members of the audience are starting to hop on board because that that match was was great. I I was like yeah. I was in Boston, I believe, when I was watching this match. So when I was watching this with my family, I was I was like I was just you know excited watching i was like oh wow man this is better than uh, than i anticipated yeah 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 kudos to both guys man and shinsuke he's he's another one of these guys which i love watching shinsuke and i was just kind of making a case for him pretty much every podcast that we did like why is shinsuke not on tv why is shinsuke not on tv because he's just so great man and you know in the ring his entrance everything i still want him to go back to the old music just so that people can <laughs> sing along with it because that it would just give me goosebumps yeah like hearing the, the song and hearing the crowd sing along with only the song I, that will only so happen special. if he go face i think so yeah, I, I think so, too. I think yeah. so, too. You know, so it'll probably be a while because they do need heels. And they Shinsuke do. can be a good heel. He so I'm okay with it for now. But eventually, I do want him to go back yeah. to, to that song just, just so we can get those moments again. Because it's truly special, you know, watching it. Being in an arena when that happens is amazing. And then also, too, just watching it is amazing, too. So, yeah, definitely want want to get that back at some point. Um, now, we talked about Finn Balor a little bit. And... This this was kind of cool too. Um, so Finn was getting interviewed, and they were asking him like, "So the last time we saw you, Finn, well, first of all, you lost the Intercontinental Championship, and second of all, last time we saw you in the ring, um, you had lost to Samoa Joe, and then the Fiend came out and you know basically just just did work on you. So you know how are you feeling? And the look on Finn's face through the whole thing was like he was shook. Yeah, like oh, he doesn't yeah. know what the hell <laughs> is going on with Bray Wyatt. He's like, I don't know what this dude is on. What what is going on with him? Yeah, but, dude, facial know, expressions said it all. It said it all. So I like that. I like Finn putting over uh, Bray Wyatt some and mm-hmm. and doing that. But then he tried to you know shake it off a little bit and say, well, if he wants to to challenge me, if he wants to to basically come at me like that, like I'm ready. Like I'm ready for a fight. And sure enough, you know, the Firefly Funhouse comes up, <laughs> and it is the most disturbing thing now to watch that Firefly. You know what? Real quick, it, when I think the first the first time, not the first time when I think we was getting ready to do our podcast and talk about yeah. the fiend making his debut but we had technical issues technical difficulties yeah. i was gonna say he's probably gonna have like a split personality and say that you know that wasn't him or he's gonna apologize <laughs> to finn or something yeah. like that and and look what happened you know mm-hmm. he, he's on the screen he's talking about you know actually i, I like you finn you're a pretty swell guy <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god this is so good this is so good. Like, are you serious? You just destroyed this dude. And then you got on screen and said, you know, I think you're kind of a swell guy. Like, what? What? Yeah, man. This dude. Yeah. Oh, that was so great. Good, that man. was great. I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. I'm, I'm all aboard. This is, I'm this all is aboard. Genius. It is. It is, man. Oh, he, he's making so... seem like it never happened. Right. <laughs> 
It's like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you fair warning, you know. The Fiend doesn't really like you. He doesn't like you at all. Like, I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. It's so good, man. I can't wait. Like, that, that, this one, too, because um, what's being teased, basically, is Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt as The Fiend, which we don't know if Finn is going to bring the demon or not. I kind of like the no. idea. I, I think the demon's not coming. I'm gonna go with yes, and I'm gonna go with that that the fiend is gonna beat the demon and be the first person to beat the demon for a couple of reasons. Uh-huh. One, it would be amazing for Bray Wyatt to be the first person on WWE to beat the demon. Now it was Shinsuke, or no, it was Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe. that beat the demon yep. the first time in NXT. Um, but for for Bray Wyatt to do it in WWE as like you know that's kind of his coming out party for him to beat the demon. That would be amazing. The other thing is kind of a behind-the-scenes thing that's been going on. So Finn Balor is talking about taking some time off, yep. maybe taking two months off. So after SummerSlam, he's going to be taking a break. Um, I, I So I do see him losing for sure to Bray yep. Wyatt. Um, and I feel like it, it's, it, it would be a good time to just have him kind of refresh overall. So let's say the Demon does lose, right? That would be like, okay, Finn just threw his best shot at the Fiend at, 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 and lost again. Like, he's on this losing streak, and that would be like the ultimate defeat. Then him being off of television for a while, you kind of feel like, you know, what's going on? Like, is he done? Yeah. Like, is he just finished? Yeah. So that return back on the television and him, I mean, he has so many ways that he can go, but I feel like that'll help enhance his return. And then maybe, you know, maybe it's not the Fiend right away or Bray Wyatt that he's going against, but he can start to try to build himself up again. Because I do think Finn needs something. He needs kind of a fresh start. He, does, he needs man. a refresh overall. Do you think he'll come and back I, as you? I think it would be amazing if he joined the OC and joined oh, that club. I would love that. Because AJ, I don't know, remember where I even saw it, but there was a thing where AJ had said there's an open invitation to Finn Balor whenever he wants to be. He's got a spot, you know, with with the club. With you know, I think it was even before they called themselves the OC. So he said, you know, when with the club, he has an open invitation. Man, for him to be heel and join the club or the OC would be awesome. Like. I would love it. Heel Finn Balor is awesome. Yeah, like I've seen some of him his work in Japan when he because he's the one that started oh, the, 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 the whole club Prince Devitt. Oh yeah, I saw Prince that. Devitt. Yep, Ex- yep. So that dude for was him, nasty. He was oh, he's such a good heel. Yeah. So I would love to see that. Give that. He should give that a shot. Be be a heel. Um, go to Raw. Join the club and just just let that group just be just dominate. Yeah. You know, like have them just really like have them be a strong, stable, strong as the as I haven't seen a strong, stable since the shield. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, and, let, yeah. let them be like that. Exactly. Let man. them be like that. It has the it has the potential to even be bigger it than does. that too. It really. Does. I just want I just want to see a, a faction just to be strong, yes. just like the shield was, man. Yep. You, we, yep. we haven't seen a strong faction. We we just saw like you know we had these miniature factions within you know Baron's Corbin, and then you know you got the McMahon Stooges. Like, yeah, I want a legitimate. No one's really afraid of those groups. No, right? no, and man. It's just you don't really take them seriously. I mean, even when Braun had joined up with uh, Drew and Dolph Ziggler, 
Like, I really didn't think that was ever going to no, last. No. You know, it just felt like a temporary thing. And it was. But the club, those guys have history. Yes. And it would be monumental because in Japan, AJ basically replaced Finn when Finn came to WWE. Yep. So they never even were in the club at the same nope. time, in the Bullet Club. It was two separate things. They both led the Bullet Club at different times. So this would be historic because it would be the first time that both of them are in the club together. And then... After some time, you know, you have them maybe for six months or a year or whatever be together. And then you can start to create some dissension between the two of them. Like, who's the real leader of the <laughs> OC? Because that I want to see, yeah. too. I want to see maybe Finn versus Finn, AJ. Maybe Finn turns on, uh, on AJ, kicks him out the club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you keep heel Finn yes. and then turn AJ face. Yes. Oh, my oh God. My God. So oh, he just got me hyped, so man. Man. Oh. <laughs> I want to Dude. see that. Oh, my God. I want to see that now. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Like, you started out with this, like, really just break, take Finn Balor to his lowest moment, you know, and then when he comes back, have him go and, and, and try to find himself again with his friends, with his boys, with his brothers in the club. I, I love it. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah, man. You know what? You convinced me on that. I, so I, I would love to see that. So if if – and you know what? It makes sense for them to they're setting it up this way for this losing streak. Yeah. So he, he lost to he lost to Joe, and who else did he lose? Well, he lost to Shinsuke. Well, he lost first. to Shinsuke because he to wasn't Joe. on television. Right, forever. right, right. He lost. Then he lost twice in a row to Shinsuke. Then he lost to Joe. Then he got destroyed by the Fiend. Yep. And then yeah, then SummerSlam. That would be the next big match unless they book him for something between that. But. Yeah, he's he's just on this losing streak now, and so to lose, and he I think he has to lose to the Fiend regardless of what he does. Yeah, know, yeah, because like if, if he loses, if, if, if the if the Fiend loses, that would just be bad. That would be terrible. Yep. that'd be terrible. That would be wasting. Like then, I then, would be so pissed. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. then what? Why did we have this whole setup? What, what was, was the point for? of this booking? Yeah. Oh man, exactly. you're talking about rent. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> They, they, don't, they don't want that smoke. No, they, 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 smoke. They, they, they do not want that now. <laughs> they don't want that smoke. Oh, man. No, sir. Every, oh, my God. Because I know we're not the only ones feeling this. So, yeah. you know, from all all areas, from all podcasts, from all YouTubers, they would get that one. Like, that That would not be, would be a great idea to just have The Fiend lose in any capacity anytime soon. Yes. Like, it just should not happen. Just keep building them, keep having them win, keep having them be psychotic and scary yes. and just all this because you're doing a wonderful job with them right now. It just looks brilliant. And then down the road, sure, like he can end up losing later on, but not not now. No, it, it's, this is his time. This is his time. Yeah, man, same here, man. I, I think I'm, I'm ready to see Bray in a whole new light and then him to, to basically be the first one in the WWE main roster to – to get the win on the demon, I, I think that would do wonders for him, especially for yeah. SummerSlam, bro. And that's when everybody's Ooh. watching. Yes, yes. They, that they just. I hope they do this. I hope they yeah. do it. I hope they do it. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about was a small segment they had, the Miss TV uh, segment with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So here's my thing, and I'm curious how you felt about uh, it. Okay. Actually, why don't you talk about this first? Because I, I, you, I'm, I'm gonna get into it, but I'm curious about what you thought. So. I thought it was a good segment, but it did the opposite, I think, what they was going for. Okay. So, I, I believe they're trying to have a, 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 some type of rivalry between The Miz and, and Dolph Ziggler. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then since Shawn Michaels was the guest on Miss TV, and then Dolph Ziggler crashed, you know, saying that, you know, you, he was he's just, you know, just going down on Shawn Michaels, like, just, just going down the list on him, and Shawn Michaels just let him know, like, hey, everybody know that you're a second-rate Shawn Michaels, and everybody was like, ooh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, facts. <laughs> like like come on man Dolph if you can call call if you can call his style it will be Shawn Michaels style his, it's Shawn Michaels his, his he's a clone his moveset his, his offense his, oh his, his, his selling is all yes. Shawn Michaels yes. so when when he said that it was facts and then when he and then when Dolph Ziggler super kicked Shawn Michaels all it did is make me I want to see that for SummerSlam I want to see Shawn yes. Michaels and Ziggler I don't care about the That's Miz I, I don't want to care about want. get the Miz this out of here is... I want Shawn Michaels thank you, thank you. <laughs> 100% that's what I took from this and you know what I kind of love it because here's the thing from day one that Dolph Ziggler has been using Shawn Michaels like stuff, his gear, his super kick, his his look, the sexy boy thing with the dancing, yes. you know, at the ramp. I've been thinking, man, they need to do something with him with Shawn Michaels. Like Sean, I want to see Shawn Michaels at least acknowledge this or just say something about this. For years, I've been wanting this, and it's just been so weird to me. Like they just—it's never happened. They've never—they've had Shawn Michaels show up on TV, yeah. and every time he has, I'm like. It'd be great if Dolph Ziggler showed up, and they just wouldn't do it. So I've always been kind of disappointed. I'm like, man, is Dolph Ziggler going to end his career with no one ever bringing up the fact <laughs> that he has copied everything of Shawn Michaels down to his his tights and everything? So finally, when when Shawn Michaels um, uh, showed up to Miss TV and Dolph Ziggler's music hit, I popped. I popped. This was the first time that I popped for Dolph Ziggler in a long time. I was like, oh my God, this is going to happen. Dolph Ziggler and Shawn Michaels are going to be forced to be in the ring together at the same time. So they're going to have to talk about this. So, you know, Dolph Ziggler is talking to the Miz. And at this point, I don't care. Miz isn't even there to me. Yeah. I'm waiting yep. for Dolph to say something about Shawn or Shawn to say something about Dolph. So that moment, what you just talked about, where Sean says, because Dolph was making, he's like, you know, I was embarrassed about at you for what, for the match that you guys had yep. um, at, at what, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I was embarrassed by you. And Sean's like, yeah, you know what? I was embarrassed too. But at least, he says something, he said, well, at least um, I I can say that my career won't be boiled down to just being a second rate Sean Michaels. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yes, this was, I just, I got my, out of my seat and clapped. Like, it was just amazing. Yep. Like, thank you. Finally, and I think everybody in that audience knew that that was true. <laughs> Even the Miz. So then I looked at the Miz for a second, too, and he kind of was like, ooh, like, look at what he just did. And then he started trying to start the yes chain. And some of the crowd, they ate into it, they bought into it, they started doing the yes chain. I was like, oh, my yep. God, here we go, here we go. So, yeah, then uh, to your point, too, when it broke down a little bit, because The Miz was trying to, you know, get involved a little bit and saying, why don't you do something, do something, you know, and he put his chin out for him to hit him, and then he didn't do it, but then, you know, he went to go, what was it, he was going to hit uh, Shawn Michaels, Shawn ducked, he hit The Miz, then then Shawn Michaels punched Ziggler, I was yeah. like, ooh, okay, yep. that I want to yep. see. And then Dolph super kicked Shawn, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this... <laughs> They're playing with my emotions. Yes, they right are, now. man. They are playing with my emotions <laughs> right now because I, I would be 
so hyped. I don't care where on the card that match oh, is. Oh, yeah. Just Damn it, it can be a pre-show. I just want to see it. It could. Thank you. <laughs> it could be pre-show. I want Dolph versus Shawn Michaels. Make it yeah. happen. That is one match. Oh, my God. I would be so happy to see that. Because it, it would just be great. And that's been, Dolph Ziggler's whole career has been patterned after this man. Yes, like, I'm has. sure he idolizes music, him. That's his hero. The, yeah. His music. His mannerisms, man. Thing. The way he comes down. I'm here to show oh the world. Yes. <laughs> He's a clone. Yes. He's turned himself into a Shawn Michaels clone. And just idolizes the man to a T. I just, oh my God. He probably has a shrine to this man yeah, in his man. house. You know like, what I'm saying? When like, you see, it's, it's, like, it's like I could compare it to... To sports, when when Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, you know, yeah. Kobe yeah. is a carbon copy of Michael Jordan. Absolutely. I know. Have you ever Absolutely. seen that video that side by side they're doing fadeaways and it's it's all Just like similar. How his jump shot is the Mimic. same. Yeah. Same for shot for mm-hmm. shot. It's like the same, identical. I could say that yep. this, about the super kick for Shawn yep. Michaels and Dolph Ziggler. It is the same. Mm-hmm. It is the yep. exact same. No difference. The exact same. You know, everything yes. he does is Sean. Yes. Everything he does. And you know what? And it's it's it, like I said, it just makes sense. Like I've been wanting Sean to to give him just a little bit of a rub. Like, hey, you know, I see you something. This right here, for him to have this moment and then have it lead to a match at SummerSlam would just be epic. Like I, I'm I'm hoping that's what happens. Now, I'm gonna bring it back down to reality a little bit. What I think is going to happen is Dolph and Miz are going to have a match, and Sean is going to be in the Miz's corner. I don't want to see that. Like, it'll be, I don't care. I, me neither. I don't care. That, 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 that's to me exactly, is, that, is a waste. That's exactly yeah. the reason why I said it was a good segment, but it did the opposite yeah. what they was going for. Because yeah. <laughs> all it yeah. did is make you want to see Sean and Dolph go at it. Yeah. I didn't, I, yeah. I, I didn't even – the Miz was, was white noise at the time. Yeah. That's all it was. And I'm sorry, man, but – you know, you you guys should have did something else. Yeah, that should have because that that yeah you should have because that set me actually hurt the Miz and did wonders for Z- Dolph and yeah. and Sean because I was getting sick of seeing Dolph. Like I mm-hmm. I was at a point to where I didn't want to see him in WWE anymore. He he needed to go somewhere yeah. in another promotion. That's how sick You're right of. I was just him saying it's, it should have been me. It should have been me. Mm-hmm. I was getting I was just getting sick of all that. But then. Some magic just hit the air. We, we get yep. a missed TV segment with Shawn Michaels. Then Dolph comes out. And then Shawn Michaels Dude. said what everybody thought all these years. For years. For, yes. You are oh a, a second-rate Shawn Michaels. That's what you are. Yes. Bravo. And we Bravo. get that. He, and then, then Dolph Ziggler super kicks. Shawn Michaels, Michaels, he's super. And Michael sells the hell out of it too. Oh my god! Boy, he sells the hell out of it too. And you telling me, you telling me, want to get Biz and Dolph now? Biz and Dolph, no, no, please, no. no. I would be so. If anything, it should be Dolph and 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 Shawn Michaels and Miz in the corner of Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could do it that way. I would be okay. That that would be the way to do it. Yeah. But but it has to be Dolph versus, versus Sean. It has to be. It has to be. That's the match you ended up building up. You didn't mean to, but that's what you did. That's what you did. That's what we're all excited to see. Right. So let's go. Let's make it happen now. I don't care what Sean's got left in the tank. He's got to find a way. You know, he's got to shuffle his way down to the ring. Yeah. You know, and like find a way. And for Dolph, imagine Dolph Ziggler beating Shawn Michaels. Like, cause that's really the way that should go it down should, too. It like, should. 
It should. Use Sean to put Dolph over. That would be amazing. That'd be a great wow. way. That would shed wow. some new light. Everybody would talk about it. It would be, it would be newsworthy because yeah. you know, basically he <laughs> he got beat by his own by a clone of him. By a clone, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only person oh, who can beat boy. me is me. So mm-hmm. you know, and that says a lot, man. So. So if 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 they do this match and, and they have them go over, I, I'll be all for it. I'll be all. It, it yeah. would make sense within the story. It would. It would. And it, like you said, it's already to me in that one moment. It made Dolph Ziggler relevant. It made him relevant. It made you actually like. I'm kind of getting excited about a Dolph Ziggler. Match. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I, I tell you, man, I was at my wits end with Dolph. I was like, dude, I'm sick of this dude. Man. Like I don't want to. Like I I I was. I was sick of it. I did not want to see him on TV anymore. Go to another yeah. promotion, Dolph. Good yep. luck. Yep. Yep. On your future endeavors. Yep. All right, man. That whole speech, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. But you know, now this, you you got me. You got me hyped for this now. Yeah. Oh man. Good. It was good stuff, man. I, I was I was so just excited about that. I was I'm hyped for yeah. it. Let's go. Make it happen. Make yes. the match happen. Do the right thing. Yes. WWE. Dolph Ziggler and Shawn Michaels SummerSlam. Let's go. Yes. It could be pre-show. That's fine. But let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anything else for SmackDown, man? We kind of ran through it. I think that's yeah, all the man. we covered. Literally all the matches. So, any any final thoughts on it before we sign off? No, nah, man. That was just all good. Like like I said, man. SmackDown was pretty good story wise. You know, building yeah. towards SummerSlam compared to Raw because they had the whole Raw reunion. So I, I think. Yes. Uh, transparency wise, I, SmackDown was the better of the show for this week for me for story build. Agreed. And I guess a uh, special shout out to Eric Bischoff then because this was his first show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I didn't really feel like the Eric Bischoff stamp, you know, or anything, which is probably a good thing, actually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, like, there's a good aspect to it, too. I mean, I would love to see him as an on screen persona in some way at a certain point when, when he gets situated and gets settled in. But, you know, this show went really well. You didn't feel like, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was heavy-handed. Like, he was trying mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is my show. So, you know, it went well. It was a good show. It was fun. I, it was, I was entertained. I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, man, definitely. I'm, I'm excited for, for more to come from this. So, great job, SmackDown. Both these shows this week I thought were fun and entertaining yeah, and did what they were supposed to do. Like you said, uh, you know, between the two, I definitely was more a fan of SmackDown. Just because we were actually focusing on the storylines, but from another nostalgic aspect, Raw did its yeah. thing too. So it was a great week. It was a great week for both Raw and SmackDown. I thought. Yeah, man. Same here, man. Like I, I enjoy both shows, but you know, SmackDown was actually you no know, better. You know than it yeah. was. It was, and we it, it's you know it, this was a nice change for for us because usually we're always like man like just down about you know match after match after match when it comes to Raw and SmackDown for a while yeah. there like. You know, it was it was kind of a rough go, but I feel like they've they've t- they turned a corner. Um, and this week specifically, this week, um, it felt good. Yeah. It was it was a fun week. So it makes our yeah, show man, easier to, to do because we can talk about stuff we like instead of just yeah. focusing on the negatives. Exactly, because as much as you know, it can be fun sometimes to just be, to let loose and rant, yeah. right? Yeah. But we love wrestling, and I love the WWE. I want to to be excited about the WWE because I want I want to watch it every week. I want to watch every show that they have, and it, it hurts to be that upset about certain things, especially what we were upset about. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like certain superstars not being there, certain storylines not making sense. Like that, that's not anything we want to be talking about. So um, definitely, it like you said, it makes our fun, our show easier to do, more fun to do when it's we got weeks like this. So you know, I, I'm definitely happy, and I think you know across the board, I'm I'm hoping the the universe enjoyed that and everything. You know, the all the fans there it seemed like the reception they got it at uh, both shows was pretty good. Um, so hopefully this is a good turn from a attendance, attendance standpoint, a rating standpoint. Yeah, it, it was a good crowd well. for Tampa and Miami. So, yeah. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's going to do it for the Raw and SmackDown recap. We're going to do an NXT recap here in a little bit on the next uh, recording here. But that's going to do it for this one. So for Devin, I'm Hafiz. We will catch you next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.